0: If my mother had money and my mother said to me when I was 23, yes, um, a million rand, open that mad fit you've always wanted. I would would have opened it, it would have lasted one month because I would never have knew what the hell to do, you know. People only work for you and work with you if you legit yourself.
1: And that was Mr. Mad Leashin. How's it, guys? Welcome to the Ideas Expanded podcast with myself, Diane James. It's great to have you here today for this awesome chat. Today I got to sit down with a long-time friend of mine, uh, Matt. We've known each other since school days, a good 12 years or so, and been through some crazy times together. But in today's chat, I got to pick his brain on how he managed to turn his passion for boxing into a business and uh, all the challenges he's faced along the way. Matt's co-founder and owner of uh, Madford Boxing and Muay Thai Gym in Cape Town, definitely the, the, the top the top gym in the Western Cape and uh you're really is a testament to the fact that uh with hard work and consistency you and by pushing through fears year by year day by day and, and uh, you know pushing through that 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 fear of what other people think of you uh you really can' achieve anything we chat about all things boxing today but besides that uh, overall the the benefits of exercise the mental benefits um and how the mindset of of um cultivating a an uh, exercise discipline like boxing really does overflow into your life and, and really does benefit you in multiple dimensions. Uh, it's a great chat. I took a lot away from it. There was things about Matt that I didn't even know that I learned in this in this chat with him and I've known him for all the years. So I'm sure you guys will, will enjoy it. And uh, if you don't know uh, too much about boxing, there's still a lot to take away in this chat. So please let me know what you think. Please do uh, like and subscribe if you enjoy the the podcast. It will really be appreciated. And uh, without further ado, let's get straight into that uh, conversation. Enjoy, guys.
0: Hot boxing with Mike Tyson and then this uh, uh, NFL football player. It's amazing, bro. Then Tyson, they were like, uh, they had Sugar Ray Leonard. For me, he's the greatest fighter of all time. And uh, Mike Tyson, the reason why Tyson started fighting was because of Sugar Ray. And then, Sugar, oh, okay. yeah, so Sugar Ray's with him. And then he's like, Sugar, like, and he starts talking and he's like, You were the greatest. And then Mike Tyson starts crying, brother. Really? Like, he starts crying, like, talking about this oak. And then Sugar Ray Leonard, like, starts talking about his struggles. And they're both in tears nearly, bro. It's unreal that podcast. He must check. I need to check well, it for, out. I mean, for me, it's boxing, so I can relate. Yeah. But they, the, the guys they have on there, brother,
1: it's unreal. That's epic. I need to check it out. Bro, Matt, truck, welcome, oh. bro. Thank
0: welcome you, Welcome to the that, podcast, thank
1: man. Thank you. Um, cool to have you on here. Uh, yeah. I was thinking earlier today, how long have we known each other, bro? It's been a good couple of years, eh? Well, I moved to Cape
0: Town, yeah, 2007. I met you in 2000 and was, it, was I in matric or was it just out of school?
1: It must have been... Yeah, towards I the end of that, high school. So call I it like was, 12 years, eh? Yeah,
0: I, yeah, 12 years around there, yeah. Gosh, crazy, bro.
1: eh? We've had some crazy times, eh? Crazy, bro. Times
0: wise. I mean, our 20s are gone. I met you, yeah. I met you in the beginning yeah. of our 20s. Now they're gone. But so I think
1: I think we could have a, a couple of hours long podcasts on just all the crazy shit we've been through together. 100%. Eh? <laughs> and it's, yeah.
0: so, it's so cool that, like, I get to be here yeah, on something that you're passionate about you mm. know and yeah and i get that. to chat to you about what you're passionate yeah, about that, so but
1: it's amazing so epic brew um first of all yeah on that note i mean you're one of the few guys who i know that since i've known you you've had one passion and one passion only and that's obviously boxing mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. even since before i knew you, you were into boxing and i want to delve into that shortly but since i've known you and your whole journey i've kind of seen you start from where you started to where you are now and it's, it's really cool to see. Thanks brother, thank you. Really really cool. Um but what just let's, let's go straight back to the beginning like what what initially sparked your interest in the sport of boxing and you know?
0: so boxing so I grew up in the south of Joburg and um boxing there is 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 it's something that there's a fighting culture in the south of Joburg that not many uh, the people, south yeah it's like uh, not many people understand you know it's like yeah it's for some reason people they love to fight and like boxing is relig- like a religion there you know and um boxing goes back in my family like my my great uncle so my grandfather and them which was five brothers and um they sort of all were boxers you know they all enjoyed the sport and my great uncle um won an olympic medal and he won a commonwealth gold and those days commonwealth gold was like an Olympic medal because there were so many commonwealth countries back then you know um they say like a lot of guys over the years have told me you know the older boxing historians have told me he was the best amateur boxer never to turn pro in this country Um, and i just used to like always hear those stories about him and um my dad and my dad and my uncle were always boxing men you know they didn't box themselves but they were they were always in boxing watching fights um back in the day they used to have massive fights at the Rand stadium in Joburg. my uncle and my dad's a lot of my uncle and my dad's good mates used to fight there they were just always like involved in the sport you know um and obviously when i grew up when I grew up, I must have been like, my first memory of boxing myself, I must have been like six or seven or eight, I can't remember. It's funny because this story, it's like, I thought I dreamt it, but it actually happened. It's okay. weird. Like, um, so I, I went to my dad, my dad's friend Jimmy Muir, he used to manage and assist fighters back then. Probably well, 90, but I was probably eight, so 1998. And then there was a, a featherweight championship, uh, so African championship fight uh, in Joburg. And my dad said, Come, let's go. You know, I can go to the changing rooms and go see what it's about. So I didn't know what boxing was, you know. And then um, my dad said, We're going to go to the champions changing room. I almost I asked my dad which what fight that was. Um, I can't remember now. And then I walked in, and the champion was sitting on the floor in a track seat. He was obviously just waiting to warm up. I now forget, and I looked at my dad, and I'm like, "Where's the champ?" Like, my dad's like, "That's the champ." I'm like, "But he's so small." You know, I mean? that was my first. I'm like, "This is like so small." But it's like he's a featherweight, and then I saw, I'm like a featherweight, and I didn't understand. I'm like, there's a featherweight," because in my eyes, a champ was Mark Tyson or like you know, back then, you know, uh, the Lennox yeah. Lewis, and all like those type of. You didn't, you didn't, un- I didn't understand weight divisions whenever I was a kid, yeah. and then I was like fascinated by that. Then he stood up, and um, he, he he like. Had a cold shower before, like he started warming up. Then I'd sit. Then I, I was like fascinated. And I said to my dad, I'm "Like, why is he even having a cold shower?" And then, like now that I'm older, some trainers do that to get yeah. the adrenaline pumping, wake yeah. the guys up, you know. And then I, I just never forget that. And then he put on his gloves and all that. And then like, he was hitting the pads, and I was like, just I'm never forget, I was I was like fascinated. And then my dad said, "Go feel the gloves." So I walked up to him and I went to feel the glove, and I put my hand out. And then when I put my hand out, he put it and he put his jab out and like hit me on the head. He's like, feel it properly. And he like tapped me on my head. Okay. And I was like, yes, that glove's hard. You know what I mean? Shit. I was like, i never forget. I just was like fascinated. Anyway, we watched the fight and he lost. He got, it was, I can't remember the actual, it was like knockout or a TKO or something like that. And he lost. And then you know, I went home. And we never, but me and my dad never really spoke about that. Like I just f- sort of carried on. And then so when did I. Quickly. How old were you then? I was like probably eight or nine. Okay. I was a kid. I don't think I was. Maybe I was ten. I must. I must ask my daddy's for my exact age. And then we never spoke about boxing really much again. And then when I got to thirteen, my dad's like, "Come, let's go to the gym. I want to show you, like, you know, you know, come, come check the boxing gym." So my uh, great uncle boxed at Southern suburbs boxing club back then, like in nineteen sixty. Oh no, no, no. Probably nineteen how old is he's 80 in the 50s i would say and then um i uh went to the same it was in southern suburbs but it's a, a gym called it was called box office at the time and anton gilmore uh, was the, the trainer there and my dad took me there and he was good friends with anton and they said just you know come in and show Matt like the basics of boxing you know my dad didn't take me to the boxing gym to become a fighter or he just took me there to see if i would enjoy it and like you know and then i never forget i went there and like in Joburg the gyms like compared to Cape Town especially boxing gyms were boxing gyms then Mm. you know it's not you don't go there and pay for one-on-one training you know what I mean (laughs) so like like I I I didn't even know sort of what one-on-one training was like it's so funny like I see kids coming to my gym and their dad comes there and they pay pays for one-on-one training and then you give them some pads and you do like a 45 minute session It's it's so funny like back then I walked in there and it was just like all fighters, all all everyone there wasn't there for fitness. Oaks were there to box, you know? Yes. And I think I look back and I'm so grateful for that because it showed me what boxing's about early. Mm. You know, like it showed me like the, what I learned there and, and how I, I, I excelled there. It like showed me what boxing's about like from the get go, you know. Mm. Yeah, and I just went there, and uh, Anton Gilmore trained me. You know, Anton was a great boxer himself. He still got that gym; it's still running in, in Joburg. Okay. And then I trained there for it's from like 13 till I was like 16, 17. Um, uh, and I just like loved. It. I was a gym rat at that age already. I just loved being in a boxing gym, learning like sparring, and just just I loved the culture of boxing, the friends I made. Um, and then uh, from there, my mother wanted to relocate to Cape Town. And then I moved to Cape
1: Town. Yeah, That's obviously when I got to you yeah. before I got to know you. Yeah. And I was like, Matt the Boxer. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then
0: I moved to Cape Town. And then um, my mother just wanted me to... You know, Cape Town's a better lifestyle, you know. like yeah. I, 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 my, A lot of my family still lives in Joburg. Mm. And it's an amazing place. And, um, I mean, I love Joburg. And, like, the people are amazing. But Cape Town was just lifestyle you can't compare like the lifestyle that especially as like a teenager then you know 17 you know we go to the beach after school and it was just it was yeah it was cool you know yeah um it took me a while to adjust to, okay, to imagine you know, yeah especially
1: as a kid difference between Joburg and cape exactly and, yeah and, uh, and
0: i you know when i went to i did well i did my my matric here and i went to uh, a government school and i never knew one kid there i walked in yeah. and i was like from like, well-known, you know, in my boxing gym in Joburg, and you had all my family and mates were there, and now I'm in Cape Town, no one even knows me. And I'm like, jeez, now I have to, I wonder, what am I going to do here, you know? For sure. So, um, yeah, and then I just, uh, I used to, I set up my first gym in my, because my, I, I didn't know where boxing gyms were, yeah? And boxing wasn't established here then. Like, yeah. there was a few gyms, but nothing, like, con- you couldn't compare it to Joburg, you know? And then i never forget, I set up my first gym in my parents' house. underneath. We had a thatch roof. Yeah. I, did, you never came to that gym, eh?
1: Uh, uh, in my, you need, I don't think I knew you
0: then. No. The, no it was the, just before I met you.
1: Yeah, probably just before I met you because the first gym that I knew were you, not gym, it was actually
0: there. Yeah, one of the guys that built the skate park put a ring there. Yes, yeah, that's yes. what I first yeah, knew. And you I used to like, train you there, remember? Yes. You know, yeah, I trained yeah. you a few times yes, there. Yes. That was probably 20, 2009 or 10. Yeah, yeah around there 20, sure. about 10 years ago but uh, uh, my my first like before that when I was in school yeah uh, I d- I put that I mean my my mom bought me a bag and I had a speedball and I never forget I put all like the South Legends, all the South Legend all the boxes on the wall around my thatch like I put Anton and Lionel Hunter and Mark Straham and all these guys like from like Robbie Williams and who else like Charlie Weir spider Kelly all these guys that were like like Top, top, tough boxes growing up in the South that we looked up to. I sort of put on the wall there and I made it like my own vibe in my, in my, in yes. my, underneath my thatch. I used to train after school every day there. And little did I know, I was setting up my like career for the rest of yeah. my life, which is, you know, yeah, it's crazy to look back at, you know. Yeah, that's
1: what I sort of want to touch on quickly just going back to the child. It's amazing how, how your your life is set up in your childhood, the yeah. psychology of the experience that you had of going to the, the yeah. fight with that, and that impact that it had. It's amazing. You know, as a kid, what you surround yourself with and the things that happen, exactly. how they can change your life.
0: It was weird, yeah. yeah. Like, and like that. It's weird how that when I first my first experience of boxing, how I remember it so clearly. Mm-hmm. But I thought I still thought it was a dream, and I asked my yes. might just I didn't tell my dad I thought it was a dream. I said to him, "Remember that time?" Just so I can make sure it wasn't a dream. He's like, "Yeah, no, no, we went." I was like, "Okay." I don't know. It was a weird thing for me. Yes. And then um yeah, so then yeah. I trained in, in that we I trained in that uh, um. Uh, my the Thatch, and then yeah. I had uh, my dad would train me there too. And then you know, I was thinking, like, do I want to be a boxer? Do I want I was good enough to be a boxer, you know, like, do I want to? Yeah, I was gonna ask you, where,
1: did you know that it was boxing was gonna be the rest of your life, or after so, school, did you? I, did it kind of just happen? Yeah,
0: like, I, I, I wanted to be a, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do in boxing, like, I didn't know if I wanted to be a fighter, did I want to be a professional? I was good enough. I had a bit of a pressure from because of my great uncle where he was you know how he used to box and and my dad told me that it came out straight through me you know like my uncle my great uncle's ability and my grandfather and them it came straight through me like everything i could do in the gym was like naturally you know like i didn't struggle with much in a boxing gym and then uh, yeah then i i wasn't sure but i just loved boxing you know and then when they then they opened a gym just in Bloberg, I know, at that time, they just opened that gym. It was another one. It was um, opposite Bayside Shopping Centre. They opened a gym there. I don't think you came to that one. Nathan came to I, that one. Yeah, I
1: didn't I didn't come there, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. That building there. They had, like, a thing it on was top
0: opposite, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the APSA building. Was it there? Yeah, next, next. The, the one. It was opposite the BP. Is that BP still there? Right opposite by the, the, the there's a medi clinic, and then opposite oh, the yes, medic yeah, clinic. yeah. There, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah they had something there and then i was like okay this is cool now i'm actually gonna have a coach and whatever then i went there and then i was training hard and, and then i started like coaching people people were asking me because i already had six years experience in boxing yeah. you know so people were like like asking me matt how do you do this how do you eat the bag like this my footwork and then i started coaching there because there was not much of a there wasn't an experienced coach there the guy that owned the gym just owned it just for fun he wasn't yeah. a boxing guy you
1: know so, so is that where you made the transition from an active boxer training yourself no, to then no, coaching no or? no 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 not yet not uh, yet okay.
0: So I was coaching there and I was holding pads and I picked up pads for the first time and I could hold pads for anyone, tall, thin, southpaw, orthodox fighter, anyone. You know, then I was like, jeez. And pad work, there's some pad work people, to hold mitts is something that people don't understand. It's not easy. It's not yeah. an easy thing to do. But I picked up pads, I could do lefty right, anything. So then I was like, okay, this is cool. So I, I enjoyed that side too. And then um, I got a call. Oh, my, my first coach, Anton. Uh, they, they opened a gym there was a boxing gym in Cape Town called Harrington's Boxing uh, yes. I don't know if you know Harrington's uh, they were there like the first sort of white collar fitness boxing gym in Cape Town in CBD at the time
1: that wasn't ECB no it was Harrington before ECB before ECB yeah so th- my first memory of the gym that you worked in in town yes. was ECB so Harrington.
0: Harrington changed to ECB when I yeah. got there so, oh yeah yes. sorry, so it was the same location. same location yeah 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 okay then it At, was I do remember and did, then he yeah. said to me you know Harrington's are looking for people you know Matt they'll, they'll coach you there They I, I've recommended you you know you've got that experience you're young but you know like I had that pedigree of when in the south I was training with guys that that became world champions now I was training with a former guy uh, I mean Anton Gilmore was a was a great fighter he taught me boxing like i was training with 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 like well pedigreed guys already from from when i was 13 so i wouldn't say i knew it all but i i was a step ahead yeah um than the average sort of gym owner then, you know? Yeah, that's what I started uh, doing. Yes.
1: My first quite quite regular at that time training yes. with you. I'd come there. Jesus. But it was yeah. still that lady that owned it, the foreigner. Yes.
0: Was so it? the foreigner that foreign lady and her husband owned it. Yes. He was South African and she was a foreigner from uh, from Netherlands.
1: Yes. And we also had one of the mm. South African boxers that who trained also coached people. Yes.
0: So he coached me. He was a former South African champion. That's when I got uh, when i when i got f- my first proper trainer from uh king cape town yeah uh yeah he started training me his name was kundile mother city cobra yes, he was know. a yeah, he was a hard man that he used to train us like Is he still he training to, people or he moved to PE. Oh okay. So um, but yeah so anyway then I, I got an opportunity there and then the gym was it was a cool gym and then I we, remember you used we, to have fight nights and yeah, we started like nights, having and, events. Yeah and, and then I never forget think I said no, you know what, I'm gonna pursue this boxing like I wanna I'm gonna pursue this boxing. I I was twenty two and I already had I think then I had a fight team of ten or fifteen guys, me and Kundele together mm-hmm. and then I had I had. I was so busy with my private training. I was. I had. I was working nine, ten hours a day already. I just. I was. I just had a knack for uh like training people, and people wanted to be around me and train with me already. But I was still trying to be a boxer at the time because I didn't understand. You know, I, I I just still had that in me where I wanted to test myself. You know, then I fought against a guy named Carlos in 2012, uh, and then I lost, and I was like, thought to myself like is boxing for me you know like you know maybe i should it was just like i felt like a bit of like a coward in a way like i can't i'm not i'm not tough enough to stand up for this game and i felt like all these emotions going through my mind and i and i had all these fighters too And then I was thinking, what do you want to do, man? Kind of doubt yourself. Yeah, like, do you want to be a boxer? You know, maybe you haven't got the heart to be a boxer. It's a tough sport. But Mm. look how many fighters and people around you that are learning from you. You know what I mean? So I was like, it was like a hard process. But like anything, you know. And then... Condele uh, said to me, "It's like Matt, you got something that you can use. You can pass boxing on to other people. You yeah. know, you've been doing that. You've been boxing since you were thirteen. You're twenty-two now. Maybe the, if the fight game's not for you, it doesn't mean you can't be involved in boxing and and still make a difference. It's your passion. It's what you love. I love being in the gym. You know, I'd be. You know." Um, and uh, uh, I was like yeah yeah I mean that that, maybe that's it but I was still training and I still still I carried on with my journey Kondile trained me I learned a lot from him you know he was a really good boxer like I was in the gym with him all day and then um, and then when I and then that's when just after that I decided I'm going to do this coaching thing full time you know because I started getting professional fighters coming to me and that's when I realised okay Mm. I'm getting guys that that that, like these guys are pros and they want to learn from me and and I sort of thought like all those emotions I felt going through my teens about boxing and about getting in the ring and all those emotions, I realized everyone feels that. And yeah. I used it, use it to benefit me as a coach, you know. Like if I just had somebody telling me differently, cer- telling me certain things, I may, might would have pursued it in a different way, you know. So all those emotions and I was actually setting me up to be a better coach one day, which I didn't know back then, you know.
1: So yeah. amazing. So Condili kind of inspired that you to like push push yeah. forward with it.
0: Yeah, so. he's like, Matt, what well, you know, in Cape Town at the time, what are you gonna earn as a professional boxer? Yeah. You know, the business in boxing, you got uh, you know, I felt like I would I would rather want to go the business route and the coaching route in boxing and give guys opportunity that, that they never had ten years ago in Cape Town, you know? Yeah. So um yeah, and then I started then I met I met a few guys and a few more more like more established guys in the game. And then, when I was twenty-two or twenty-one, I came across Don Madge. Okay, so Um, just quickly before that,
1: so after that, that whole process that you went through in yourself and realizing—is that where you had a shift towards a camera? I'm gonna. Create my own business, have my yeah. own fighters, and yeah. develop fighters, yeah. and, and train was,
0: people. Because I was already doing
1: it, but yeah. I, didn't, I
0: wasn't thinking about. You didn't, it. Yeah, you didn't
1: realize your own worth in that game. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I wasn't. Th- I was doing it already, and I wasn't thinking like, yeah. but you, but you're actually doing it, and I take it to the next level. Because yeah. especially when you're young, you know, you're young, and yeah. it's like. And then I started actually thinking about like taking it to the next level, and then, you know, I, I, I had some good amateur boxers, and then I'll never forget I had um my one one amateur boxer. Uh, He uh, was a cruiserweight at the time. And he came to me and he he was scratched, brand new. Couldn't throw a jab, couldn't do anything. I was just training him, training him. And then we had our first fight. And it was funny, our first fight was in 2011 in that gym. And it was against... um, Egon Seconds. Now, that was e- ECB, or was that when that you- was at ECB, yeah. Okay. So, this was before I met uh, Don Magin and yeah. this was just before, okay. yeah. And I was like, well, you know... What we- was that
1: fighter's name again that you had the... Chaz Williams. Yes, yes yeah. Chaz, I remember. Chaz Williams,
0: okay. yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I thought, I, w- I, I want to build a fighter up from scratch, because I always <laughs> say a great coach can build somebody up from scratch. And then anyway yeah so chaz came in my life and then we had our first fight uh, uh, amateur fights and it was against egon seconds and egon seconds was a was a much I'm not, I'm not a big i'm not too clear up about rugby but he played i think he played for stormers mm-hmm. um he was quite a well-known name then and uh, chaz was from constantia and he was like a rich boy from constantia <laughs> like a pretty boy you know yeah. and egon seconds was like strong and i think he had three fights then and he was a former rugby player, and then they started beefing with with each other, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, this is serious now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then the, I never forget that night. The place was so packed, it was. It was packed, you couldn't. People were pushing you to get into the door. It was in the gym, yeah. It was in the gym. I didn't, didn't come to that fight, I night. didn't come, but I heard about it. I, remember, yeah. I never
1: forget that you said you couldn't fill you, it, was too full. Like people were standing at the door, people, it was yeah.
0: packed. Eh? It yeah. Like, like back then, I didn't sanction events really. It was like you, you, <laughs> you get in there, and you folks would fight, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, so then, uh, i never forget, we warmed up in um, a shower. Uh, there was no space because people had to use the bathrooms and we warmed up in a shower like and Chaz is a cruiserweight so he's a big guy so the shower head just came above his head and I'm like oh well, we're warming up here you know like that's, that's what's <laughs> gonna happen in the shower we just had yeah. pads warmed him up and we went in the ring and um, chairs got rocked the first round and the crowd was going off and we, yes it was like and I look back at that and I'm like that's so cool like for to start off like that it's like yeah. you know from like i've been i've warmed up guys in a, sh- in a single shower yes. you know like yeah. if you know right then then i could have been like no this is this is bullshit i don't want to be in boxing like I don't, why am I? but I, it's about it's about the sport you know like we like i had to start somewhere you, you have know? to start somewhere so yeah. and then we ended up knocking him out in the third round and uh it was you go we stopped him in the third round and the crowd was going mad and it was cool and then uh yeah we and then i just grew from there you know Chase had like eight fights with me and then from there that brought other guys to my gym and then yeah that then i, I sort of that's when i bumped in that's when i got introduced to don marriage just after that okay. and uh, i i sort of didn't really follow Moita, or because he was a, i think he was a muay thai world champion by then okay he was already a top he was an animal then already yeah and then uh he was looking he was back in cape town looking to fight mma and he needed a striking coach and then i walked into the gym and i was training one or two guys this is what it was at a different gym they were looking for a boxing trainer and um yeah and i just brought my guys over brought all my fighters you know and then uh, yeah i started working with I, i never forget i think I walked in the gym and Don was wrestling and he, stood a, he still had like a big, t- like his hair was shaven and he had a tail at the back okay. and he had just fought Leon Maynard and, it, oh was yes. and it, was a, it was a crazy fight against Leon. He cut Leon. Leon was back and forth. It was like one of the most exciting fights the EFC at the time, had, had, even up to this day, has ever seen. And, and the EFC was still new then. And then I sort of had heard of that fight and then I saw him wrestling on the mat and I was like, this is the type of guy I want to work with. Like, this yeah. is the level of guys I want to work with, you know. I mm. held pads for him. And then he told, the, we had a team in, an MMA team, and I was a striking coach. And he told one of the MMA trainers, like, he wants me again. He wants to work with me tomorrow. And then me and Don just clicked. Like, like we we got we were the exact same age. And yeah. then it was funny because people are always like, trainers need to be 50 years old. That was in yeah. my, my, like, you know, in the Rocky, you see trainers with like, like towels and the guy's got all, he's, all, he's like gray yes. and that's a boxing trainer you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> so then I was like geez I'm doing this and I'm so young I was like I don't know it was because that was a sort of the stigma attached to a boxing trainer yeah then me and Don worked together so well and then we attracted more fighters and I had such a big fight team back then mm. already it was it was awesome i was living my dream you know it's like so so you had left ecb by then yeah i'd left ecb and i was we were i took all my fighters to this gym and i was working with don and we had a massive fire team i had a lot of boxers then um and yeah i was living my dream which was cool
1: yeah and that's obviously when you started also branching out just from boxing boxing to getting involved in other other aspects of fighting
0: sports. exactly so at the time professional boxing wasn't uh that big in cape town so I wanted to work with the biggest, best fighters, and EFC was taking over, and I had a good enough. I was never an MMA coach, but I used to train MMA fighters. Boxing is a big part of MMA, boxing for MMA, and I learned a lot through that too. And the guys, the MMA guys, started coming to train with me because they wanted to learn striking or boxing through MMA, you know. And that was a whole different market for me, which I enjoyed. And then what I would do is I would have. A lot of my amateur and professional boxers, and then I'd have the MMA fighters, and we would mix everybody, and then they would be sparring with my pro boxers and learning that part oh, of the game, okay. you know. And it was, and then you know Don at the time, I mean Don always had amazing striking like that, like you know, but Don would be like at the time, he would be sparring top, top middleweights, junior middleweights, guys that are beating everybody, don't be sparring guys like that, boxing their ears off, you know okay. what I mean but he's an MMA fighter, Yeah. you know so like, we've been doing that transition years ago already, you know, like people people back, like, it's changed now, since Conor McGregor and a few guys ha- have gotten a boxing ring, but the stigma was like, MMA fighters can't box yeah, you know what I mean, that's what but,
1: I, would, I would automatically kind of mm. assume, because you would think I mean, this is obviously a stupid question, but MMA fighters they focus on on a whole range of aspects of fighting whereas boxing is just one of course so you wouldn't think that would be specialized in one area exactly but a lot of the
0: time is a lot of you see I'm not an MMA coach so I can't really say I can't really say this is how it should be but as an MMA fighter a lot of MMA guys want to box with the best boxers wrestle with the best wrestlers you know roll and do bjj with the best guys you know they want to be you have to be if you're the best at every single aspect and you have a coach a mma coach that can put that all together yes. you'll be you know and that's i think that's what don wanted to do then box with the best boxers, wrestle with the best wrestlers you know roll with the best at the time you know like at that time roll with the best guys and i think that's that's what he wanted to do and i think you know he was always a special fighter but then you know we had other guys that compete in the efc you know, back then and i and i had pro boxes too and you know and i was actually and I, and yeah i was living my dream but i was without me knowing i was working
1: at it since i was 13 yeah you
0: and,
1: know yeah that's amazing because i mean how long have i known you and i actually don't know the intricacies of this it's, yeah. so, it's so cool to hear and like i i love anything to do with like psychology and mm. mindset and that and it's so interesting to hear uh, your mindset and how you doubt yourself and I think everybody doubts themselves and as yeah. as you progress you start to build your confidence you start at the bottom then you, ex- you kind of expand out and you, you into MMA or Don and then you obviously doubted your age and you were like well I'm too young to be a, a yeah. jet coach and everyone but, told me that oh, yeah what do you know you're too young what do you know, you and, know? Uh, and you just obviously slowly built that confidence bolted, the bolted exactly. to the point where then you guys then went and were like well let's start out in German let's do our own, and do our own thing and, you
0: know so like the key to all that and to, like, if you work hard, you know, you eliminate that. Like, yeah. the harder you work, the more you put, you know, you're putting in the work, whether you're a coach, whether you're a fighter, whether you're whatever, you're putting in the work, you eliminate doubt because that, you know, hard work builds confidence and that's basically what we did. Like, I've lived for boxing. I've never done anything else. Like, I've never, I've never boxed when I was 13 to 16 and then I worked on I studied for five years and I came back to boxing No it's all I've done you know what I mean so yes. um, so yeah and then um, we just worked and then I mean like one of the most probably memorable moments one of my most memorable moments was when we when I were me and Don were 23 and our team at the time won the EFC uh, title. And like being part of that, I was like really like, I was like really proud to have yes. been a part of that. Yeah, thing. I still remember that. You, know, uh, that you was, were even filled
1: um, up to Joburg and you were like... Carnival City. Yeah. Yes. That was
0: the first MMA fight on Supersport.
1: W- wasn't I there that time? I, I you were was was, there? I was no, there no, 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 no. That was
0: Leon. That was I Leon. Was like,
1: Me and Nathan got so drunk <laughs> there, right? Huh? Yes, that, yes, fight, no, that was <laughs> wasn't was was Costa. That was another one. That was another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was just, we partied hard that night. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know how on. was. We were still young. Yeah, 24, yeah Yeah, 24, 20, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> so yeah. used to fly to Joao Condebal City and do the, exactly. Like yeah. that exactly. So yeah, and then that was I was like,
0: geez, i you know, the team was so amazing then, and I was a proud to be a part of it. And I look back at pictures, and I'm like, I was 23, you know, like six thousand people there, super yes. sport, like you know, just like the way Don fought and what he did, and and just for me to be a part of that, and my hard work paid off, you know, and like. It was like my first major champion, and yeah, it was just so cool. Like and I realized, geez, I'm actually living my dream, you know. Yeah. And then I thought, like, it's gonna be smooth sailing from there, you know. But it's it just got tougher and tougher to 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 turn fighting and boxing and coaching into a, into like a, a career that that's financially. That you know they can you can look after a family one day that can be financially stable. It's not easy, you yeah. know. Like the, my whole thing was, I want to make this where one day I can, you know, look after my family where I can have a legitimate business. You know, if it's all going well, holding pads in someone else's gym or, or holding pads for but you need to create something around you that's yeah. bigger. You've you know? got to create a business. Or you exactly. Gotta, yeah. You know, it's all going to, well, you have a champion, but you need a business around that, you know. And I started thinking like that when I was about 23. I started thinking, and, and yeah. Don's always thought, like Don's mo- way more than just a fighter. They actually got a business brain of notes. Yeah. So we used to sit and talk all the time. What are we going to do? You know, what what Don, Don's mind was UFC all the time. Okay. You know, Don's like, I'm going to fight. So I'm going to be a UFC champion, yeah. you know. And I was like, we're going to push for that. And we got to a point where... I wanted more, you know, and I wanted to have my own business and I wanted wanted to do, yeah, just, uh, you know, I think it was difficult because back then I didn't have parents that are going to give me 500,000 rand for a gym, you know. I never had, like, like I never had any help. Like, I had support from my mother saying, yeah, if you want something, go and get it, but I'm not going to give it (laughs) to you type of thing. And I, you know, so it was, like, not easy also, you know. Um, and then yeah, we just one there. we got opportunity to open Madfit MMA, yeah. So that's um, where you took the big leap. That's when we like... took the leap, yeah. 25 years old, didn't yeah. even know what a lease was like, yeah. sign a rent, like rent. I remember lease. when you started, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like
1: <laughs> was, you're obviously not a business person, yeah. You, you, you then I, the, back I was then. trying
0: to be one, yeah. but I, I, yeah, I was trying to but be, you right. have to start yeah. Man. I was like, you know, I was so focused on like. Because you can be a good coach, but you need to be more. You have to have more. And uh, I had an idea how I was going to do it. But you got you learn as you go, you know. And then we got an opportunity to open a little gym called called MadFit MMA. And we called it MadFit because for the mad is Matt and Don. Yeah, And okay. uh, I assumed that yeah. much. I was thinking today,
1: actually. I was like... I didn't actually know the the meaning yeah, of that, but yeah. Yeah. So, and we thought Mad Fit is it's pretty cool because it's a place that must it's it's a place for everyone.
0: Yeah. I don't wanna call it like <laughs> extreme like Yeah. I don't know, I just wanted to call it fit, like Mad Fit. You yeah. come here, you get Mad Fit, you know, it's it's you know, we have our fight team but it's not just for fighting, it's for everyone, you know. Yeah. Um and then yeah, we, we started in a little storeroom uh next in Bree Street, Cape Town. You know, it was a very nice street, um, little gym, eighty square meters. Yeah, it was cool, but it was mm. a bit. It was a bit small back yeah, in the day. Exactly. I mean, it was eighty. Yeah, seventy or eighty square yeah. meters, but yeah. we made that work. Yeah, pretty... and you guys utilized that space. Was, eh? Yeah, the people that owned the, the the space were like, this is our storeroom. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll make this. Some it's a storeroom, they used to like put all their like treadmills and shit in there and then i was like well i'll make this work because i'm young beggars can't be choosers How what i'm not, like i said i'm not going to get someone that's going to pay my rent and i don't i'd never had that you know so i was like let's do this and then we used to open the gym and we painted it ourselves we put up the ring and i put mad on the wall and i've i like started it was like sort of took me back to when i'd started like under my thatch at home again you know yeah. what i mean same thing and then you know, I,
1: I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice analogy to life. It's like a constant, you don't just get there. It's a constant journey. It's like, you think you're like at the top of a certain area, then you start at the bottom of another one. And 100%. it's, once you realize it's more about the journey, then, oh, today I've made it, now I'm good. you're, you're never going to make it. It's always about the journey and constantly improving. And
0: like that's why resilience is such a thing. Like you have to keep going, like keep going. You know, you're like, I started in that storeroom and then, uh, we, you know, people started coming because of our name, and I got so many calls, people telling me how I'm not going to make it.
1: Yeah.
0: It was so funny. I oh, got to ask you about that, actually. Yeah. Did,
1: did you have a lot of people doubt you like Like in the, the like
0: boxing like... world, the MMA world, they would call me be like, oh, so yeah, you opened Madfits, and, you know, Don's not going to be there full time, and um good luck, but it's it's very hard, you know. like. And I was like, that's, and I realized these people are just telling me like good luck, but they're telling me how am I not yeah, going to make it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, people will see what, yeah. what I'll do, you know. And then Don used to help me a lot, come up and down. Don's mother, Bernadette uh, Bernadette Madge, she's like a machine. Bro. I
1: remember she used to be there at the, at the first gym that you guys had. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. A she's a machine. Like
0: she, okay. she's a problem solver. She's yeah. a very strong lady. Any, she sorts things out in business, you know. So she helped me a lot. And then I got a, and then I was there two years in that eighty square meter place. There were people around that, that was just I just wanted because I was sharing, there was somebody next door to me that I was sharing with, you know. And then I was like, no, I want more. I want my own big space. Like that's what I want. Three hundred and twenty square meter place came available in Ruland Street, on Ruland yeah. Street, you know, a highway facing. Yeah. a Dream gym. That's awesome. Like, Location. Yeah, I said, Don's like, I'm like, Don, I don't know if we can do this. This is big. He's like, we're going to do it. You know, I like he, one thing about him, he was always a guy that would push me. Sometimes I would doubt myself a bit, and Don's got no doubt. That's why he's in the UFC. He's like, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. said, so, okay. Got that space, I put I put that gym up, I did the measurements, I put I made the I put the bathrooms in there. I uh, I was like that's the thing. A coach is not being a coach is not enough. I had to be a construction worker, I had to be a, a, a like <laughs> to do all that, like I had to put the ring up. I had guys helping me, but I had to do all the measurements. I had to be more than just a coach, you know? Yes. And then the admin and getting people in and being a businessman and a business owner is something different to a coach, you know? Yes. Um, and yeah, we did it. We, and we, we've been there two years and we have the number one MMA boxing gym in the Western Cape. A lot of people might not like really, that eh? or understand that. We are the number one in the Western Cape. I, I have the biggest fight team, I would say, in the Western Cape. Uh, the, the guys I have I've got my BJJ black belt he's one of the best in the country um, I've got my Muay Thai coach he's a former South African champion Wade Hammond he's had over 50 fights 12 years experience there's me um I've got my my uh, pro boxers guys like Dwayne, who uh, who is a former African game gold medalist amateur boxer qualified trainer. He's training people there. Uh, I've got my I've got uh, my uh, flyweight weight Kersper who's tra- who trains people there. He's one of the top guys like what you know we are now we you know we've got like got, yeah the people who have at our gym i'm so blessed to have those people and you know from my thatch people don't yeah. not and i don't i've not spoken about this before people don't mm. know my journey like people think they know me and my journey no. but they don't you like know I said to you, there's even
1: faster that you told me yeah. now that i didn't actually know so, yeah. it's, so. It's, it's, it's so awesome to see and like for me to have seen the like seen it it's it's you Testament to the fact that if you set your mind to something, you can achieve it. So, 100%. congrats! Thank it's so good so to you, honestly. Yeah. And, and obviously, facing those fears, you know, step by step, yeah. having to break through and doubting yourself. But, but, like you said, you had to come to a point where you realized you've got to make a career of this or not. And, and it, it must was, have been a know, big step to take. And it,
0: it, it was the fear of not making it that, like, not making it, and then living at my mother's house until I'm 40 or 30 or whatever, that was my, that fear. I've, had, I've met some amazing people and some people not so great, you know, but it's all good. It happens. And, and you, you need to go through those people yeah. to know who your right team is and who the right people are. You yeah. know, and like for me, when I made my first major boxing champion, that was also when I was 28, I made that, that first major boxing champion, WBF, All Africa champion, David rajuli That was also like a really cool moment for me. You know, yeah. I had a major champion in MMA and boxing and then it just kept coming. And then Don Madge got signed to the UFC. One of my best friends, my business partner, someone that I worked with from when I was 21 years old, yeah. then and uh, he you know that was the right move for him to train under richie kwan and yeah. and richie is the nicest guy ever i learned so much from him too it was just for me it's just another avenue to get better yeah. b- b- having that contact through don to work with him is it's, you know to when i go to joburg you know just you know being around those guys it's just another way yeah. for me to get better that's how i see things and then
1: you know yeah. and it's interesting just listening to your whole story and realizing that i mean when you look back, even though you said you had to go through, um, meet people who weren't you know the best for you or whatever, yeah. you every step of the journey needed to be there to get you where you are now. And, every, and in this receive. day and age, where everybody's trying to, you know, fake it till they make it overnight kind of thing, everybody just wants success. Um, in this uh, this world that we live in, this kind of crazy. You have to go through all of those challenges to get where you are. You have, you to, have to. You, you, uh, you can't shortcut the circuit.
0: because yeah. struggle makes you better. And like I, uh, uh, I'm so grateful that uh, that my mother always told me if you want to do something, do it yourself. Yeah. No, you know, you know. I look back. If someone, if my mother had money, and my mother said to me when I was 23, Yes, yeah, um, a million rand. Open that mad fit you have always wanted." I would never. I would have opened it. It would have lasted one month because I would never knew what the hell to do. You know. People only work for you and work with you if you legit yourself, you know, and the guys I have in my gym now are all legit, but it's because they trust me and i'm not a, i don't see i'm not a boss yeah. i'm not a boss like i don't yeah. dictate to them at the gym yeah. you guys do this you guys do that as much as they're working i'm working right there side by side you know i'm still training all my clients i'm training all my fighters i'm doing my 6 a.m classes yeah. just because now i've had my business five years and we're busy and you know i've got all these top guys around me now i must you know point a finger and delegate never that's not yeah. my personality that's not how it works
1: and i think that's a that's what you know you the hard work never stops, yeah. you know. I think it's. We were chatting before we started this, and you were telling me about. Uh, uh, I mean, I I assume that you, your business would be a lot, um, a lot worse affected by this whole COVID mm-hmm. thing. A lot of small businesses are taking a massive knock. But I'm chatting to you before we we got on cameras, you were saying that because of the whole process, you have built it up in such a conservative way, the right way, without having just taking out loans or getting money pumped in and and getting yourself in debt or whatever that you now built a business up to the point where you can survive this COVID thing 100%. and move forward and, and um, that's very cool to yeah, hear like, as well.
0: Yeah, like they say, you know, easy come, easy go. Mm. So like, Medford didn't come easy and my gym and anything in, in what I've done in mm. boxing and MMA and as a coach, it didn't come easy. Yeah. So I worked for it and I gradually built it and I did things the right way. So because now we're in the pandemic, yes, it's, a, it's, effect, it's affected us, but we're not going to close our doors, you know, no, no, not by a long shot, you know, because of that gradual build. And, and that's how, that's what, you know, I mean, I'm not a business expert, but I would say that's how the yeah. best way is to grow a business organically and put in those that yeah. work, that small, those small steps every day, you know.
1: And it's also allowed you to stay humble because if you had gotten a millionaire and you were 21, started your gym, thought you the, yeah. the main O, and especially in the fighting scene where I suppose – ego can become a big thing and you, you, how do you separate I mean you, as a fighter you obviously need to have good confidence and how do you separate that from arrogance and people do, do you find that ever an issue and and I suppose being humble is always like a key thing to to running a gym but also keeping that respect um, is it quite a challenge you see with fighters and, and I think the game a, the fighting game I think as a fighter I think you got to be arrogant yeah
0: I think you're in a cage or in a ring okay. you it's war like Suppose it comes with the territory it's, you have to It's war. as yeah. a coach different story okay uh you get some fighters that aren't arrogant and that are confident and humble and they they excel that way you know a lot of fighters are arrogant so but there's a difference between arrogance and entitlement so if you're arrogant like floyd mayweather but you're not entitled where you feel like you at a level in your career where you can just sort of, you know, not put in the work and then you become entitled as soon as you're entitled as a fighter where you feel like you don't need to work that hard, you don't need to listen to your coach because you're at the top of your game. That's worse. But if you're arrogant, but you're not entitled, and you're putting in the work every single day, if you're oh, a world, cheer, yeah. world champion, and you're listening to your coach, and you're putting in that work, and you know you got and you got to work like it's your first fight, you know, like this is like you're just starting out, then it's different. But that's the difference. Interesting. Okay,
1: so you, yeah. so as long as you're training hard and you're putting in that work, then yeah. there's a certain level of arrogance that you you kind of allow because 100%. You, you are putting in the work if, and yeah. then you are. You are that confident in your abilities, and, and you exactly. need to have that. Exactly. Such a strong belief in yourself to make it. that Exactly.
0: Um, like uh, Floyd Mayweather, a lot of people, Floyd Mayweather changed the game, you know, and a lot of people sort of look look up to Floyd, and they like, and Floyd's arrogant, you know, and Floyd will like post, you know, he, he, he in his earlier days, he, he's like all access videos, he'll eat McDonald's, and he'll go to his strip club,
1: but but <laughs> He, yeah, because he because he does it, you know. Though. But
0: Floyd's ran 15 k's before he had that McDonald's, you know. Floyd yeah. Floyd will go to an event. He will um he he will mingle. His appearance. He puts on his running shoes. Puts on his tracksuit. Runs from the event home. You know what I mean? That's the type of stuff Floyd. You know, does. like three in the morning you know, or something. that's the type yeah. of stuff Floyd. But so if a fighter's arrogant, but he's working like that and he's winning, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're arrogant and entitled, you know, and you just feel like you've made it and you don't need to you don't need to work you don't need to put in the road work that's when you'll you'll probably fall short you know but i for me for me personally as a coach and for my i think practicing being humble and being grateful is the is the the, the best way think to the best way to follow in life like yeah. especially as a coach it's not about me it's about my fathers it's about them it's not about me so me being arrogant or me having an ego yeah. I'm not in the ring. I'm not getting punched in the yeah. face. I'm not knocking people out. Yeah. I got to be humble and be selfless and put them first. And that's how I try practice that every day in boxing. You know.
1: I suppose you have to practice it because it's easy to not to fall out of that. The less the knowledge, the bigger the ego. Yeah.
0: So in in the fight game or any game, when there's a big ego, and as a coach or something, and there's a an ego where shut up and do this. And it's yeah. uh, because it's uh, compensating for the lack of knowledge. Yeah, so, definitely. I
1: think t- the more you know, the more you realize how much 100%. you don't know. 100%. So people who don't know much, they think they know everything. And then uh, that's where the that ego comes in. And then just touch it on mindset with fighters and developing fighters. Besides having the ability to fight, getting the mind right. I mean, how how have you seen that throughout <laughs> your years? And how does that fit into... Have you seen guys lose the mindset and then everything goes out the window? So... a big part of the... So...
0: As I got older, as a coach, I used to look at, when I was younger, I looked at ability. I'd be like, wow, that's got an amazing jab. This oak got, has got it all. But then as I got older, I started looking deeper into mindset. Because you can have the ability, if you don't have the mindset, you'll never make it. Yeah. So now I sort of um, look at a guy's mindset and I see how he is and what makes him tick. And then I think to myself, how can I better that? How can I How can I?" Bring the best out of him with the mindset he has already you know and okay. it's it's a it's, it's something i'm still learning as a coach and it takes time but i feel i'm getting a bit bit better at it because you're working uh, at the moment i've got uh, about 13 or 14 fighters and they're all different you know and they all tick differently and and we all train together and it's all different personalities and and like i i, I like learn how how do you get the best mindsets out of people you know and that's something i'm still learning and you and I, when you work with so many different fighters and people you see different mindsets and you sort of see what yes. what works what doesn't Cause, you know because
1: that's the thing i think back in the day it was always like just get your bullets up and go fight but if you can understand the way somebody thinks because everybody's exactly. different like you say so if you can start to learn different people's way of thinking you can then adapt the way they train the way they 100 percent everything around that
0: so there's there's always a in, 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 in a training camp there's sort of there has to be structure. So I set up a structure and guys must train to these times of the structure. But then you make small adjustments, you know. Yeah. Like sometimes you'll let a guy closer to the end of camp, he'll spar with a guy not as good as him. Yeah. And you he'll land shots that he wouldn't have landed throughout camp with a better guy. And then it's a small adjustment where he's like geez I've got a bed I'm ready for this fight you know it's like it's like a small thing that makes him tick where he's like if you get guys into that mindset where they're waking up five six days a week you know running 5 a.m in the winter that builds a mindset for the ring too you yeah. know and so it's just you know it's a that's that's all like it's a broad
1: like yeah. conversation mindset you know it is a broad it's, one um, I think uh, it's quite interesting Besides the, the obvious benefits of boxing as a sport, that discipline can overflow into any area of life. Um, 100%, 100%. So you can, you can look at boxing as just people getting and hitting each other. But if you, if you look at the discipline involved in, in every aspect of the sport, it's a really great way to look at life and how to go through Brilliant. life. Um, I suppose all, all really. exercise. Like, that's why all
0: kids should box. All kids mm. should box, they don't have to fight. But just kids should box and just understand if you don't work hard for something you won't get better at it because boxing is like that it's only you you haven't got 10 guys or 15 guys around you on the soccer field or rugby field that can cover for you you know so boxing is very like quite a character yeah it is it's really character building and also sometimes getting punched in the face and you punch somebody back you realize okay I'm not made out of glass. Like, I can, I can, I, you know, if someone punches me, I can punch them back. Yes. You know, if someone says something to me, I can stand up for myself, especially mm. in school, you know, when you're growing up and, yeah. you know, you always get the bullies and it gives you that it's confidence. Because exactly. you have to have that in life, you yeah, know. It's not
1: about becoming a fighter, as per no, se. Exactly. Just about,
0: you, know, you know, you know, you know, Yeah, and I just think a lot of people don't understand the confidence it builds for kids. Like, for me, geez, boxing. Yeah, like, you were you very confident mm. in
1: yourself—not overconfident, but like everybody respected you. Mm. Also, because you could fight, but yeah. it was a natural confidence that I think develops as it does. A, you know, like you just
0: feel like you know you are growing up, and if someone takes advantage of you or says something to you that that's not right, you can say you can say, "Listen, that's not right. I don't want to be spoken to that way," because if it's not about it's never about punching someone in the face, but it's just about that sometimes having having a uh, you know say like now my one fighter he came from uh he he was from australia he moved to durban and then i actually met him on instagram and he wanted to be part of my team and he joined my gym in january and he actually lives with me now and um he's one of my prospects he's an amateur 21 years old and we he he, like what boxing's done and him being in south africa and training with african guys and African people, oh, really? where he was in Australia, like I always say it, Africans, we are the strongest people in the world. Like yeah. every, uh, you know, like. African people have a mindset that, that not many people in the world have, you know yes. what I mean? Yes, I, I know you touched on that with the yeah.
1: interview you did with, was a Damon Durant? Yes, no, yes, I yes it over, exactly. Yeah. It was interesting, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I, my, my next thing is like now that now that the gym is where I want it, not where I want it to be, I'm still going to expand it, I'm, I've got lots of plans, but my gym's stable. I wanna My, my biggest thing is I would love to promote boxing in, in Africa. But but my would be to develop African talent, give yeah. because there's so many African ta- so much African talent that guys are just don't get yeah. fights, they're yeah. just waiting and begging for fights. Yes. It's, an, it's something that I want And perhaps I they don't have the right structures to they build them up to be
1: the greatest no. fighters.
0: You know, a lot of promoters, the biggest thing is I want ticket sellers. Yeah. Fighters must sell tickets, so you yeah. get a fighter. That doesn't know how to use social media okay so a lot of fighters come from uh um um less fortunate backgrounds you know so all promoters want oh this guy's not a ticket seller so i don't want him on my card or but why don't you set up a system and a structure to Uh, uh, um, help these guys understand how to become ticket sellers market themselves show them Instagram build their life skills because you can only become a champion in the ring when you're a champion at the ring when you understand how to run your life and you understand how to market yourself but so many guys are like oh he's not a ticket seller teach him how to be a ticket seller get a team around him get a PR team around him make him a star that's what South Africa and Africa doesn't do America does it brilliantly we don't do that and that's what i would love to do i would love to
1: take so it's it's more than just being a fighter you actually have to be able to be marketable exactly but make uh,
0: the guys marketable you know show them make them understand i can write down right right now 50 names on a piece of paper all guys that are just begging for fights in africa and south africa that are all marketable that all can be killers but there's just no platform for them you know what i mean and that's and it's it's a matter of time. I'm gonna do it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's something awesome. that. I know, I know you amazing. mentioned in that
1: chat that you wanna you wanna create like an academy, a boxing academy, in the, uh, <laughs> to some degree going forward. Exactly.
0: I mean, I'm already doing it at my gym. I would say, but if I promote boxing and then I create a, an academy from that promotion and bring guys through, and even I don't even need to train the guys. You know, I'll get talent from other gyms, and I'll. I, that's my gym. My my next gym is to to promote. I mean, especially in Cape Town. You know promote boxing and that's something i've been working on already and that will i'll talk about that when it's yeah. when i you can you know
1: cool man i want to i want to kind of switch lanes a little bit because um, i know we've been focusing a lot on boxing but for those listening who aren't necessarily just into boxing and, and they're interested in exercise in general um i know you mentioned earlier the, stig- the, 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 the Back in the day, the old-school boxing gyms, when you started out, it was like a proper boxing gym, was a boxing gym, like you've seen the old movies and that. Obviously, things have changed nowadays where um, there's not so much of a stigma around boxing gyms as just being that rough and tough, you go yeah. there and you get kind of exactly. get moored there. Um, I know you've branched out into all other avenues of fitness and group classes. And uh, For somebody who, who would assume a boxing gym is just where you go and fight... I know it's a lot more than that. Um, you branched out into other areas of training and, and yeah. And
0: so that's what I love about boxing now. Like especially in Cape Town, there are so many boxing gyms in Cape Town now that people are, are going for fitness. There's so many girls that are boxing at my gym now. There's it's like become. it's yes. It's not like oh I don't want to go to the gym because I'm gonna get punched. No, people are understanding the benefits of boxing training, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, all the stuff we offer. Muay Thai, you know, like. I own an MMA gym, but I only run the boxing. I'm a boxing trainer. But the reason why we have an MMA gym is because I want to tap into the other markets. Now I have yeah. a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. BJJ is a massive community that I find fascinating. Yeah. BJJ people are the most dangerous people in the world. It's like yeah. A Brazilian jiu-jitsu like a black belt. My black belt at my gym, Brandon Hoffman, he got his black belt in Brazil. He was there for 12 years. Okay, he's South African, but he's got his black belt in Brazil. That guy's like 70 kilos. I'll never, I'll never mess with that oak. That oak will tie you in a knot in a second. Any boxer, any kickboxer. I'm um, So for me, i have always been fascinated about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I don't really do much of it because I don't have much time, and I'm focused on one thing, which is boxing. But I, I love having the art in my gym. You know. You know. I've heard a lot
1: about the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and a lot of people I listen to speak about it, and a lot of people do it, not for the physical benefits but apparently the mental benefits also it's just it's a game changer
0: and it's such a nice culture of respect and yes humility, I've heard it's, it's a, the know?
1: culture is not about an aggressive no. kind of
0: and for women Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for women self defence you know mm. I think boxing for women is great for toning and fitness and also it's good to learning how, how to throw a punch but most Altercations that happen outside of a gym, if someone ends up ends up in a wrestling match or someone getting their hands on you, you yeah. know, and especially for a female in this country, you know, if yeah. if a male, if you uh, have been training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for a while and, a, and an unskilled male gets his hands on you, if you if you're good enough at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and you have an understanding of it, you could, you know either get out of that hold to get to safety, safety or you, you could, could choke, choke somebody, somebody out, out, you know. Yeah that's what what makes it so dangerous you know so you guys
1: offer brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah with my black belt yeah my okay. Bri- he,
0: uh, brandon hoffman we are from brazilian jiu-jitsu okay. nogi and gi we guys get graded we have a grading system also we've got muay thai with uh, uh wade he's top my uh, top uh muay thai kickboxer in cape town yes. and then obviously i do all the boxing training and and in my gym we, we offer the fitness aspect, but we're not a box fit gym. we, okay. we It's the art. We, what we, is the difference? We, so,
1: so, so no, 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 a
0: it's 100% true. Like, people don't know the difference. So, there's a difference between uh, being a boxing trainer and you hold pads and someone does burpees. that's that's a box fit trainer (laughs) like you can do a version active which is cool i mean you want to sweat hit the pads pads a bit do burpees or whatever but that's not boxing we teach boxing in a way where it's boxing where we teach you how to box but without the contact so i can get a girl that's coming to my gym five days a week she knows how to defend a punch how to make how to block how to slip how to move she can hit the bag hit the pads her techniques 100 percent. she knows everything but she's just not getting in the ring because she doesn't want to and she doesn't need to you know what i mean that's the difference. So you you're learning the skill, but getting fit. We don't just make you punch the bag and do burpees. We teach you how to defend a jab, how to move. We te- we train you like a boxer because yeah. every day you get better, and that what makes you want to come back. And yeah. it makes you want to grow yeah. in the sport. And then without before you know it, you've
1: lost ten kilos.
0: Yeah, you know. It's so the, that's that's how
1: we do it. Yeah, the all round benefit is there. And I haven't I haven't boxed with you in a while, but mm-hmm. even back then, i I've never been interested in getting in the ring to fight somebody, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. You see yourself improve, and I will train with you. You see yourself, exactly. even if it's slight improvements, you see yourself improve. And and the level of training is such a great exercise, just on a on a benefit level for you know, your, it's amazing. your physical health. And, and you can do that. it at any age,
0: boxing. You know, it's easy on your joints. You know, yeah. it's not like running or or, yeah, okay. or 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 on the treadmill and all. You know, it's like it's easy on your joints. You know, you, you can be fifty. You can hit the pads, hit the yeah, bag, you enjoy can. yourself. You know. Yeah.
1: So you guys offer basically the whole range of anybody, yeah. any age, any, any age, any age. If you're a come. professional
0: fighter, you can, if you're good enough, you can join my team. If you a uh, guy that just wants to come and sweat and laugh with his mates and yeah. learn boxing, you can do that. You can come do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. If you're a white-collar guy that you you've got a bit bit of skill and you want to compete in the white-collar fighting, we do that too, you know, so... You Interesting,
1: sure? yeah. I... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Another aspect I'll uh, uh, pick your brain on is uh, for me, I've been interested, I mean, I exercise is a part of my life uh, for, f- for most of my life now, but I've realized as I've gotten older, the, for me, uh, when we were younger, it was more about, you know, looking good, wanting to look good all the time, and, which is still a fact, I mean, you still want to be in shape, you still want to look good, uh, but as I've gotten older, especially working away, I realized that if I didn't exercise or train that day, I'd I didn't sometimes feel as great as I could be. So my mental space was so much better if I had trained or exercised that day. So for me, the mental benefits of training far outweigh now the physical benefits. And I feel that in the society we have nowadays where people have anxiety, depression, all these kind of issues, if people just do some exercise, they would feel better, get those endorphins pumping, get that... 100%. You know, we need to be moving. And you obviously deal with lots of people in that space. Do you see people's lives improve when they start to exercise? Like, I, I don't
0: think people realize what, what it does for you mentally, you know. Same with me, I don't train for for to look good. Yeah. I train because when I'm training, um, I sleep better. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I release stress, I eat better because I'm training. I'm on a path where I'm not going to put that in my body because I'm looking after my body by training. Then when I'm sleeping better, I have more productive days when I'm training, my clothes fit me better. I have more confidence to talk to people and not just me, everyone. And that's just how it works, which people don't understand <laughs> yeah. when people feel so you know, was, uh, yeah. yeah, when people feel depressed, they want to go get a pill, you know, yes. which I, I can't. I'm not going to discuss mental health because I, I, I can't because I don't know what it's about. But sometimes instead of, you know, maybe if you're feeling depressed and you, you turn into medication, turn to exercise. If I don't train for a week or two, I start getting headaches, I start having stomach problems, I start getting sick yeah. because your body's not moving. Now imagine people that have never trained. Yeah. You know, I've seen it in my gym where trainings change people's lives, yeah. it's turned them around where. You can't even recognize who this person is. Yeah. It's like an amazing thing, and especially boxing training, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So for, for sure, sure. Yeah. I I can uh, yeah I can vouch for that. Even during this lockdown now, like three months of no gyms open, I think no wonder people are having such bad rates of depression, all of that. You can't go exercise, and like I'm I can only do so many home workouts, and it's crazy. like I've been trying, but I know if I haven't exercised for two three days, I'm I'm irritable, I'm moody, that. I'm not feeling good. I I have to exercise now more for my mental space than anything else I I
0: think during this lockdown people have started appreciating it more because remember when we got to run from 6 till 9 everybody was running which was cool to see us everyone was running and then people realised jeez now that I can't, I couldn't do it. Now they're starting to appreciate yeah. it, which is cool. Especially in Cape Town, there's such a massive fitness market here, which is which yeah. is really cool to see. You know. Yeah, no, people need to move. it
1: It's for for us to be restricted to not move. I mean, we were staying really. in an apartment the entire, and, and we couldn't even run in the complex. Same. It was yeah. absolute <laughs> madness, bro. so uh, yeah. yeah, you need to move. You need to keep fit. Um, I know next does the Pilates at the gym mm. as well. And she taps into that space. I've had quite an interest in Mm. that, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've trained with Nick for a while. I've trained with her for a bit, and I've done a bit of other stuff like yoga and that. And I've Mm. been looking into the longevity side of things. Mm. And because as I get older, you start to feel a bit of aches and pains. So keeping that balance all around with the exercise, uh, I think there's definitely benefits in that. Yeah, so Um, Nick's,
0: uh, my girlfriend she does the Pilates and that movement type exercise which is very tough yeah people don't realize a lot of guys
1: especially they look at it and kind of laugh and be like Pilates or yoga or
0: whatever yeah it's it's very tough (laughs) so I do it sometimes with her and she does that and then she boxes too you know and actually Pilates and that type of stuff complements boxing quite well because it strengthens the core and those small internal muscles and core muscles that you need to throw a punch and you need to snap punches and stuff so I also I do it when I can you know so um yeah but fitness i wouldn't say i'm fitness uh, uh boxing is a big part of my life so i always especially as a coach when i'm training hitting pads hitting the bag doing my road work i have a clear mind to help my fighters you know mm-hmm. uh, i have to i'm not the type of coach that, that wants to sit down because if i'm just sitting down <clears throat> i just feel like i for me to to better to keep my mind clear and, and be a better coach yeah. i've got to also put in some of the work you know and keep myself in shape it's not it's not about me being a fitness guru where I need to have a six pack no 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 it's about being Mind my mind clear to yeah. coach these these you know being a coach and putting a fighter in the ring and his whole family's watching and yeah. you know I, I make a mistake and I put him in the ring and I and I get him the wrong fight and he gets knocked down in front of everyone it's not a joke you know a lot of people think they they want to be boxing trainers but then when it comes down to it you know yeah. putting somebody in a ring it's it's a, it's not it must for be everyone a, you know it must be a big thing and like, so.
1: like you said touching quickly a little bit what you said yeah. earlier just besides the mental gains you get from exercising you sleep better so then you eat better so then you want to train better so then it's a constant uphill so then you can make the right decisions in terms of putting somebody in the ring so you know what you're doing and you know
0: besides that like you know, if you, if you, you know, if, if you have a car, uh, like, yeah, it's just if it, same thing is like if you're training hard, you know, you, you, you want to have that feeling as often as you can. So yeah. when your friends are all partying, you don't want to go and wake up hungover because yeah. you're going to miss that run. And that yeah. run means more to you than that. Yeah. And then when you're missing those part of the parties and the drinking, you start yeah. changing your friends, too, because then yeah. you start going, making friends with someone that's going to come for the run. Yeah. and then most of the time that's the right friend then yeah. you start meeting that girl that doesn't you're not going to meet the girl at a club you're starting to meet the girl on the promenade that's like running and then you're like okay well then your whole life changes 100 percent. so yeah. that's, and that's massive the yeah. environment is everything yeah. who you surround
1: yourself with is everything and, and and like creating
0: any like even in my gym i got this fire team where now uh, it's a it's such a great environment for everyone and it just. We just push everyone you know yes. so and you feed off each other's exactly, energy and like them. the
1: days that you're feeling a bit down then, somebody then comes in and to, you feel motivated exactly. again
0: and then when you have that common goal everything everything else becomes like the small things like partying i mean you all you have to have a good yeah. time and stuff but yeah the part like we used to when we were younger Yeah, you know <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it changes you know so. yeah
1: but i also i got to the point where i was like i can't every weekend no. it wasn't for me anymore. <laughs> it's like what are, yeah, I couldn't do it. No, I mean, it's, really, it's, it's. I definitely want. Once we can get up and running again, I definitely want to. Um, change now. I change you now. Really want to yeah, get back into it because you know. it's, it's such a, such a, a good, high intensity exercise as well. You leave it, you leave the it boxing okay. gym like, and it's forty
0: five minutes. that's not yeah. two hours. 40-45 yeah. minutes. You've got a good yeah. workout. You know.
1: Definitely. What do you think going forward in terms of this whole COVID situation? Um, so, how it's affected everybody. I know it's yeah, going to be yeah. obviously slow on the uptake. Um, yeah getting people back and do you hoping to get going soon? Yeah, so... In terms of getting crowds, will it be a while to get crowds for fights? There's a social distancing, people are obviously scared about. You
0: know, that's another thing where I was sort of like... um, uh, With boxing in South Africa, they say we're only going to presume in December or next year. But in the States, the guys are boxing in uh, uh ufc the guys are boxing at top rank they're boxing um pbc the guys are putting on shows now i think august or july and uh but not us and i, I sort of the guy said to me because we're a third world country you know what i mean and then i was like i, I just feel that mentality is a wrong mentality to have follow the other protocols get you know boxers are starving boxers need a fight you know like you know he gym gyms are closing like make a plan like try for these people you know but i'm not too politically clued up about it and i can't judge that you know but i my i just think i would have you know try i would i wish boxing could carry on here yeah, and no crowd all the protocols test the fighters yeah. you know get get the guys their income you know but yeah. i'm not a promoter so i can't really talk you know yeah know for sure i'm also i'm not an expert you know, on it
1: but in my opinion i just feel that if you want to go to the a gym and fight if you're a healthy person you want to take that risk it's your decision to do that you shouldn't be stopped from going to exercise because somebody else says that gym can't open i feel like everybody has the right as an individual to make that decision for themselves and you putting yourself at risk in everyday life we're putting ourselves at risk if you want to go train and if you're fit and healthy and as long as you take the responsibility of who you surround yourself with i think as soon as gyms are open people should you know as long as they just you
0: know if, you know, keep the the people that are at risk, you know, yes, isolate them isolate a bit them, and, know. you know, like... Be but, conscious of who you know, spend your time with and exactly, if you're going to be you know, in a gym,
1: don't go see your grandmother. 100%, you know,
0: you know that's the yeah, thing, okay. so, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens, we'll see you what, know, see what happens. We'll, I don't know the, you know, the numbers are, they say this and they say that, but that's a whole nother conversation, like, I don't know. Yeah, you know. that's the whole topic of itself. For me, it's that's enough. what, my thing is... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a politician. I'm a boxing trainer. I do what I'm good at. I make sure my people are okay. I make sure my gym's running. I make sure... I'm doing my part in what I'm good at, you know. I can't comment on what politicians should be doing. I, I, if you sometimes you get sort of like all wrapped up in what's happening in the country, and then you're so worried about that you forget about what's happening with you, you know. So that's why I just try for keep sure. my own keep my own goals in in check, you know. Yeah. What Glamini, Zuma and all of them yeah. say, I just I worry about, my... you know. Well, I think
1: for the first month of the lockdown, I was so involved <laughs> about these fuckers. Oh well, yeah, nothing else. To do. You were sitting <laughs> yeah. at home. Yeah. I was <laughs> every day and i was like this fucking government." anyway but i'm 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 glad to hear that you guys are good and once this is all over you're going to be good you're going to be good moving forward and like what are your future plans in the long run like what do you want to where do you want to take what is your ultimate kind of
0: vision my ultimate kind of vision is to promote boxing in africa um i want to have international fighters and i want to travel with them you know um and my ultimate goal is i want to have a champion of the world you know I want to bring back a world champion that it, 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 even if it's just you know one I, I i don't know what my the future holds for me but if i can you know i just want to have a world champion and and you know that's one of my big goals and to promote and develop african boxing and bring yeah. stars through africa and bring and and, and and give back to boxing in that way you know and 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 from there you know, maybe from there, if I get one world champion, I get another one, and I'll get an, I get I do don't know. You yeah. know, I think <clears throat> for me, I—I—I I, I never had a, a, a dad that was a boxing trainer that had a gym for me, or I never had like a a a, a, fa- a family that set me up you know so i think it took me all these years to set myself up and i think now i'm ready you know i'm 30 now I uh, I took me all the years to set myself up learn the game run my business have a gym become a become good enough to sort of put guys in top fights and now i'm 30 and i've got a good base and i think now now i'm not saying i'm i'm only going to start working now yeah. but i think now the next 10 years is something i'm really going to push for and and I've got goals, and yeah, and let's—I'm just gonna have to keep working hard, and let's hope I can, you know, those dreams yeah. come true. You know?
1: That's epic, man. I think it's something—I uh, just came to mind now that uh, I read years ago, and I've always stuck with me, and it's—it's it's so true. It's people. They overestimate what they can achieve in one year but they underestimate what they can achieve in 10 years 100, 100, so, so, yeah
0: it's just about being consistent yeah. which is not yeah. not is not, yeah. easier said than done but I've been consistent since I was about 14 yeah. so oh, exactly. I and just got to keep doing what I'm doing
1: and before you were involved in the Cape Town scene boxing in Cape Town and it wasn't really much of a <laughs> no. you obviously developed that and, and you've
0: I think I've, I've played a part in it. I okay. think before me there was a couple of champions from Cape Town. There were a couple of names in in boxing in Cape Town. that did bring champions to Cape Town, not like Joburg because there hasn't been the promoters that Joburg has. But yeah, boxing has always had, had has had its uh, Cape Town has had its hidden gems. I think the last ten years I've definitely contributed to it, you know, um, and uh, I think someone yeah I think we someone needs to promote boxing and in Cape Town and take charge. And I think. Okay. That's what I want to do
1: next. Week. Yeah. I think you'll, you'll, if you carry on the current trajectory, it's bound to happen. So I yeah, so, get a brother. champion and, and so. uh, yeah, I fully support you. So I'm keen to you, yeah support you going forward. Thanks, yeah, thanks brother. Me definitely keen to come and awesome. get more involved. Shot, Sweet, Thank man. You. Yeah. Awesome It's been epic, Thank brother. You Thank you brother. brother. Thank you so yes, much I'm for so your time, I really appreciate
0: it. Yeah, oh, thanks for having me, there. Yeah. Thanks,
1: man. Obviously, I'm getting this started, so it's cool to have Also, no,
0: but that's You know what's so cool about me and you? We know each other so long and... You follow your dream as a pilot, you know, you understand what it takes Mm. to, 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 you know, be where you had to be, you know, now because of lockdown, you're not working. Now you've, you've, you've discovered another passion, you know, and that's what life's about, you know, why, why do something you don't like? Why make somebody else money? Why like, just like you feel like you don't have the confidence to start your own thing. You know, you're scared of what other people think. Who cares? Life's too short. That's exactly you know? it. It's, it's, it's fear. Like, it's fear. Exactly. We, we all were... fear. I fear a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we all fear.
1: Yeah. but I, it's, it's strange. We are, I, I always, I love podcasts for the last few years and I've learned so much, like so exactly. much from podcasts. And in this lockdown, I was like going mad and I was like, you doubt yourself, like, I never thought I could have a podcast, and okay, I don't. Be. I'm busy building one, I'm gonna build one. 100%. And, and Tara said to me that one day, she was like, You should start a podcast. I was exactly. Like, I'm nobody, I'm not gonna, like, why would I? But I was like, I've read it, I've read a lot, and I've looked into all this stuff, and it's like, All this stuff is like, You just gotta start, just start. I was like, Just start, you know. Just start, and this, I mean, yeah, chatting exactly. to you, it keeps me more motivated to carry yeah, on doing this. Uh, Thanks.
0: and you never know where it can take you, exactly. and if you're passionate about something, yeah. you know, what, you know, do, you know. If for me it's not life's not about the money you know we all have to live yeah. but if you can follow a passion and you're content at the end of the day and you leave something behind that you are passionate about mm-hmm. you don't want to work a nine-to-five job and then yeah. and then you just never did something you have that regret you know? exactly i don't want to so, reach
1: the end of my life and be like oh i should have started that podcast exactly. i should have tried that exactly it's like, you know? I'll, I'll always regret not trying it so there like, we go like, and for me there. like all
0: my like even when I was younger so many people were like working corporate jobs and they were making money and I was like what am I doing you know Yeah. you feel like you're left behind you're a loser what are you doing you're holding pads for people yeah but I was like, no, this is what I love. I I, I don't care what anyone else does. I love what yeah. I love, and I'm gonna make the most of it. And now I'm thirty, and I'm exactly. I'm established, and I just hope I can just keep going. Yeah. You know, same For with sure. you. You know, you exactly. do what you love, and you just gotta keep pushing. It's
1: gonna happen. It's just a mindset. That it's, you, it's every limitation you have is what you put in yourself. So you can, exactly, you it's, it's a weird thing it. there. Yeah, that yeah. is. We're like, how we we doubt ourselves yeah the more you break through you're like oh it wasn't
0: too bad okay let me do exactly and the thing about that it's it's so easier said than done you know like you can it's like oh i'll just you know but then you get to it you're like oh this is this is but those people that those brave people that take the leap and take the step you know like when i opened this my bigger gym when i expanded three four times bigger four times the expenses four times like I walked into that gym i looked at it i'm like how am i gonna fill this thing (laughs) i didn't sleep at night and then i now now my gym is you know and i I, but i put in the work but you know at that time i was petrified and now it's like it's 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 happening for me you know so it's just about taking that that step you know no sleepless nights that's what you got to do it will come you just got to keep working on it it's It's gonna
1: it will come yeah Exactly cool. That's it bro Awesome you, this, this ended off there I think this has been Fucking Thank awesome conversation So awesome, thanks for joining me brother Thank you Appreciate it cool, man awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is very cool Put it off there